This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Chief Data Officers Council is picking up steam just a year after holding its very first meeting. Its first update to Congress shows the council is standing up working groups focused on tackling the pandemic and building data literacy into the federal workforce. The council sports a new website tracking its progress. For more on where the CDO Council and the data officers themselves go from here, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman spoke with Data Foundation President Nick Hart. First of all, just at a macro level, it's really exciting to see that the CDO Council has not just organized, but is actually making real progress in building a community for what is a fairly new function inside government, that of a chief data officer. So when these were created back in 2019, A lot of agencies didn't really know what a CDO was or what the individual should do or how to staff it or organize it. And we're watching in real time the CDOs mature. Having a council that can organize CDOs across government is an absolutely critical step to getting this right. Uh, You know, 2020 was a tough year to launch anything, to be honest. But the fact that the CDO Council was able to launch in early 2020 and convene such a large number of the federal CDOs in thoughtful and engaging dialogue about how they can do their jobs, how they can share best practices, and how they can help each other in building out the successful model for government data management. That's exactly the promise of what the CDO Council was intended to be, and it's playing out in reality. The CDO Council is very large. There are a lot of members. Every single federal agency was expected to have a chief data officer. We know many agencies at a bureau or operating division level also have CDOs that they have designated. So there are more than 100 CDOs across the federal government. And it's difficult to imagine a council achieving actionable steps in anything or progress in achieving community building. If you have 100 people joining every meeting and trying to get a couple of minutes of speaking time. So it's no surprise that having working groups and subgroups is the way that this council has chosen to organize its work. We know there are six different working groups that have been stood up back in 2020. And some of them are, I think, also things that we can applaud. Having a COVID data working group during the midst of a national and global pandemic is exactly what CDOs should be doing to ensure that our country's organizing around the important constructs for getting policymakers and the American people data about what's happening in the pandemic. Having some of the more technical things around an operational committee or recognizing that not all CDOs will face the same issues in their agencies. So distinctly thinking about large agencies versus very small ones, the challenges that they face will not be the same. We would expect that a department like the Department of Defense will have a very different approach to managing its data than the Udall Foundation, which is very small. But they're both government agencies that are expected to have CDOs. So uh, that stratification that we've seen in the organizational structure of the CDO Council, I think is a very positive sign of just the realism that's happening about implementing this new function. Zooming out here a little bit, you had mentioned a moment ago that 2020 was certainly a challenging year for all actions in government, and this is no exception here. That said, the CDO Council and its partners did check off a lot of boxes with the federal data strategy. What do you see as some of the most notable achievements that the CDO Council pulled off in 2020? The CDO Council really did make a lot of progress in 2020. Organizing itself cannot be uh, uh, ignored as a as simple step. Um, just the process of developing a charter and hosting the meetings is actually a really important starting point. But this isn't about 
holding meetings and just talking to each other. The real issue at hand is whether they can deliver on improving data governance processes. So most of the CDOs now operate data governance boards. They were required to do this under the federal data strategy. They chair the boards and they have to share that information about what's happening with the boards and their meetings publicly. So we have some insights on what's happening around the federal government through that process. The federal data strategy also led to the production of a data ethics framework. And while that sounds maybe boring to many people in the American public, it's absolutely critical to getting this right inside government agencies and ensuring that the American people can trust what government is doing with this data. That information is now public. The CDOs had a major hand to play in devising that ethics framework. They're also doing more work around skills and identifying training activities that are possible within government, but also externally, things that might be offered by universities or nonprofits that can be a benefit or service to staff around government who are engaging in data analytics or even organizing information that would hopefully be used by the research or nonprofit communities. So those tools and resources are actually from a starting point of the CDO Council achieving milestones, I think really important. Having those actionable deliverables that agencies can use in their day-to-day activities is not the end of the road, but it's a nice starting point for really setting up momentum and progress. All that said, the CDO Council has to move a lot faster. They have to work a lot harder. There's so much to be done here that we can't shortchange the need for rapid progress. So I would discourage us from thinking about this as the CDO Council is meeting and the mere activity of meetings is a milestone. That's not a milestone. That is the starting point, but it cannot be the end point. So we have a lot of work here to do in building out the community and actually achieving the goals of the CDOs. Something that they'll certainly be dealing with is the recent presidential memo that came out from the Biden administration leading the charge on a lot of what we've been talking about here, really outlining some next steps for the Evidence Act and a lot of action items for CDOs. What stands out to you as promising next steps for the Evidence Act? Well, the headline from the memo that you're referring to is this administration has a clear priority of building and restoring trust in government, maybe even building among communities that didn't have trust in government to start with. And they've acknowledged that science, evidence, and data are essential to achieving that goal. And so that's really a call to arms in some ways for this community of CDOs and evaluation officers and the other individuals that are leaders under the Evidence Act that this administration is going big on recognizing the need for effective implementation. So the memo specifically outlines the policy of the United States as building towards more evidence-based policy. And you can't do that without data. You can't do that without good analytical processes and strong evaluation protocols. And so just for our community, I know this is, this is a rallying cry for sure in organizing a lot of the themes and work that we know is needed still to happen to implement the Evidence Act effectively. There's a specific provision in the memorandum, Section 5, that deals with evidence-based policymaking, calls out and recognizes the CDOs, the evaluation officers, statistical officials in government. And as far as I know, this is the first time a president has explicitly called out those positions. And so just out the gate, the Biden administration, President Biden himself, is elevating the roles and recognizing the need of these leaders leaders in every executive branch agency to not just be named, but to actually do their jobs as part of the bigger strategy for building trust in government. Nick Hart, president of the Data Foundation, speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile. 
more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. 